This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. We were just talking about how to pronounce your last name. I nailed it. Okay. You want to try? Yeah, (laughs) Tessalicus. Oh, no, not even close. Damn it! Uh, The the one thing is, if if you listen to uh, the radio station, then you're going to get it wrong. Oh. They did it wrong, but it, it started years ago. Oh no! That I couldn't get him to get it right, so <laughs> I just abandoned. So they say, uh, Salikis. Salikis. Mm. Yes, but it's Tsa, uh, which is an I guess an unfamiliar sound, right? In English, it's so it's Tsa, and then the middle is Le, like the first sound in lick, and then kiss. So it's Tsa Le Kiss. But uh, like 10, 12 years ago, I remember just trying to just say, guys, it's not Salikis, it's Salikis. And we tried that for about a month. And then I was like, okay, we're done here. Uh, oh, my. That's fine. Yes. Oh, my God. Salikis so is fine. Yeah. Salikis. If, if, if you ever listen to my ad, that's when you can. Salikis. Yes, I was I... just about to say. Yes. That's yes. how I say it from the way from like the way that you say Salikis. it in your ad. Salikis. Yes. Salikis. That's Salikis. the way to say it. Salicus. Yeah. Wow. We're gonna get it right, and people are gonna start saying it right. That's amazing. That means we got to get started like right away. Because I'm gonna forget <laughs> it. Salicus. Okay. So five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Oh, there's the one. Wow. Okay, we're back on. Hello, listeners. My name's David Oje, and I am part of the Happy Hour. I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I'm joined, as always, by Beth. Hello, I'm at H I V R H I. Nope. You? Nope. Nope. <laughs> you almost had it. H I V R H U I T on Twitter.com. Nailed it, Veronica. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E <laughs> underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we are joined again with a return yes! guest, Mr. Oh, sorry. Nope. That, no, oh. Mr. It's Simon <laughs> Selicus. Very well done. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. I'm going to call you Mr. T. Oh, Mr. He doesn't like to be called oh, Mr. Oh, be Simon. Um, <laughs> what's going on, gang? <laughs> it's all good. I just got back from a movie myself. How are you doing, Simon? I'm doing all right. Good to nice hear. Nice day today here in the MTL. It was uh, it was nice. Took uh, the, took the girls to they're in a competitive cheerleading. So took them to practice. Oh. Got them home. You're a cheerleading yeah, dad. Then, yes, I am. Ah! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not getting any of the gear though. I'm, no disrespect to others. Like. <laughs> Very popular cheer mom or cheer dad, <laughs> and I'm not doing it. And I'm like, because if they played soccer, I wouldn't be soccer dad, and if they played hockey, I wouldn't be hockey dad. So I'm just, I'm just dad. Yeah, you're just dad. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Just wear the Simon shirt, and that's it. That's just it. Simon dad. That's okay. Well, I cool. I heard you this morning about how uh, um, one of them is a zombie cheerleader. <laughs> For yes. Halloween. Perfect. And the other one, your yes. other daughter is, um, what was it? I forgot. I, I know what it is. <laughs> oh, I didn't, didn't know this. Somebody's girlfriend. But... The Joker's girlfriend. Oh, the, Harley yeah. Quinn. Is this, is this just from the new Joker movie? That's why? Or I is don't this... know. Oh, I don't know. Because the Joker Dave I remember is the, only, is, is the Joker that I saw in the Batman 20 years ago. And then the one he fled. Danny DeVito? Is. No, well, he no, was Danny the penguin. Danny DeVito was the penguin. It was uh, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Jack Nicholson was the, that's the Joker, get, and then Heath Ledger's on, Joker. That's and getting I don't on 30 years. But, uh, <laughs> you guys have sour cream years, yes. Doritos in Canada? Wait, what? Yeah. Yes, I don't like Doritos. Simon's pictures on Twitter. Oh, so the Halloween oh. ones are not on there, but um, <laughs> there's a picture. For, this is from, like, almost a month ago. Yes. And there's sour cream. We don't have those down here. It's a Sonic sour cream. It's not just any sour cream. It's oh. Sonic. Oh. How, how were they? <laughs> uh, they were very good. I don't know if you've ever had Cool Ranch. Yeah. Oh, of course. I, I would think it's just a ripoff of Cool Ranch. And, and that's yeah. More than that. yeah. It's better than yeah. Cool Ranch. Interesting. It could be. Yeah, I, I think it is, but very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we have to, we have to uh, 
abandon the whole narrative that Doritos are chips. They're not chips. Oh, chips God. are potato chips. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, Doritos they're, they're, they're. are this like corn meal, whatever. So Correct. they're tortillas. The tortilla chips. So, yeah. Correct. In other but, words, we should use them for dips. Yeah. Sure. Could you I'm imagine sure. the horror? <laughs> <laughs> Say you're like coming to like a, a gathering of sorts. Football's happening, right? Every week, give or take, depending on what team you're on or however football with, works with yeah. with thank you we don't really know about football and say you and it. say you walk into a uh, place a residence and splayed out are a bunch of Dor- bowl, you know bowls full of doritos and then dipping sauces next to them and confusion sets in do you just eat the doritos by themselves or do you taste them with the dips what dip would What's work that? with a dorito uh, with nacho cheese, sour cream. Whoa, okay. I didn't expect a quick answer back. I used to eat nacho <laughs> cheese Doritos with sour cream all the time. What? Yeah. What did you say? Sour. I, I used to eat nacho cheese Doritos with sour cream. I used to dip them in sour cream. Uh, oh. Hmm. Oh, I like that. It's like, it's like um, lazy nachos. Lazy nachos. I, I don't it's know what a, that is. Huh. Just, it's, it's just... This like, must be a Virginia thing. No, this is I yeah. think it's just a me thing. Like, I, Does it, it have squirrel? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we talk, we've talked about this in a past podcast. Squirrel in the stew. Oh, my God. No, but <sighs> I mean, like people do lazy nachos where you just throw cheese on a pile of tortilla chips and put it in the microwave. And instead, I just use cheese chips and dip them in sour cream. That sounds like a okay, quicker, the reverse. Yeah, okay. yeah, quicker yeah. solution. Yeah. Now, just so just so I'm clear about what's happening with this, <laughs> um, are you saying that you put cheese on Doritos and heat them up? No, 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 no. Wow. This is instead of putting cheese on Doritos. You're taking the nacho cheese Doritos. Okay. And I dipping feel, them in the sour cream. I still feel like this is a good epic meal time challenge. At some point. We, the cheese is already on the Doritos. Yeah, yeah true. Right. So, aside from all of that, yeah. <laughs> we've had a very bipolar week when it comes to the Habs. Uh, since we last recorded, the Habs have played two games. One against San Jose and the world crumbled. And another yeah. game, two days ago, against the Maple Leafs. And it was as if the clouds parted and god laid down the foundations <laughs> of honey and heaven upon us all euphoria essentially but uh, it's what is Except to be expected second that second period i was worried i was there watching it live thinking to myself there oh, ye of little faith there is no god but then god. then you know it, it came back though i was worried though i was worried but um I guess uh, we can start off by talking about the, oh, yeah, that San Jose game. What went wrong? Because that was the second loss after uh, in a row after the Minnesota Wild loss. And again, the, the sky cracked, crumbled, cockroaches, locusts, you know, firstborn. Wasn't it the penalty kill? I would say I, so. I've already forgotten. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think Evander Kane had both of his goals. Um, yeah, he definitely had both, both of his goals uh, on the power yes. play. The first one was, uh, I think it was just the Logan Couture shot off his skate. And then the other one, he finished the back door pretty much uh, tapping it into an empty net. And I, I just can't remember who took the penalty, but I don't recall it being a very good penalty. Mm. Uh, so well. Shane yeah, Weber yeah. took one, didn't he? I'm not sure if it was the Weber one though, because I, I, he, he, I don't want to call him like not one to take bad penalties, but I just don't remember mm. if, if it was a Ford or anything like that. I don't think it was a Tatar because he took a couple earlier in the year, but I don't think it was him. I uh, see. But, I was uh, suspecting Tatar as well, but I just I also can't recall. But um, no, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's a bad look. I think when you saw the the game against the sharks i really i was surprised because i thought the sharks are going to be very similar to uh st louis just a little bit bigger a little bit more physical might want to slow the game down might want to you know just pound and ground a little bit more 
a good blue line, not as mobile as the San Jose blue line, but a good blue line nonetheless. Uh, St. Louis has a good blue line, not as mobile as the, the San Jose blue line. Uh, I just thought, okay, this is, you know, we've, they've seen this type of team before in, in St. Louis. And I was a little bit surprised that um, how well San Jose played. I don't think the, the thing with San Jose is I think the bad start at the beginning of this year. Uh, I, I don't think they're that bad. Now, they went on to lose to Toronto and Ottawa, so I'm not making a case here for them. But I just, mm. I just still think there's a lot of talent on that hockey team. And we are not even at the nowhere near the 20-game mark. So still think it's a good team. But the, the Habs just don't match up well against uh, against them, you know, especially with the – Carlson and Burns that can skate the puck out of trouble, so they're they're not too worried about you know the Canadians trapping them or or anything like that. But but I, I just don't think it's a great matchup. Mm-hmm. Historically, like for years. Oh yeah. Yeah, I w- I didn't want to mention that until we actually go to San Jose, which is really late this year, isn't it? Like the the mm-hmm. that that California road trip is like in, in March. Yeah, I think that's out there. So we get to see once again if we can possibly get a win there for the first time since right the 90s i think it could be i don't remember i think that the last time i remember uh going off memory was uh, somehow i envisioned craig rivette before he got traded there scoring in overtime or something yeah so the, that's, the, that's the last time i remember them winning in san jose the rivette curse that's right that's what it is <laughs> Rivet. Mm-hmm. David yes. um, oh, it was pronounces things his own way. I do. Yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> so in that TF, game, yeah, yeah. yeah, in that game, Shea Weber took a hooking. Jeff Petrie tripped a guy. Oh. And Jonathan Drewing. That's another guy. Right. That uh that that phantom trip. That yes. was that yes. crazy call. Yeah, Jeff Petrie. <laughs> that was the Jeff Petrie, though, they called that, right? At first yeah. they called somebody. Kulak, wasn't they, it? They, Kulak. They, yeah, that's right. And then they turned around and they sent Petrie to the box. That was a bad call. Yeah, as soon as it you as soon as somebody comes out of the box, puts someone else in, it's like, ah, okay. That's not so going to go. Weird. And then after that, oh, yeah, and I remember I was listening on the radio to uh, uh, Robertson uh, Momesso, and they were talking, and Momesso was like, well, you know, ever since that call, that phantom call that was called on nobody, the Habs couldn't get it back, and that's exactly it. After that call, it was just flat for the rest of the game, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, these things happen. So Look, you play in, they're going to play 82 games this year. Mm-hmm. There's going to yeah. be uh, there's going to be points that, uh, you know, uh, that the officials, uh, you know, they're going to get away with one, and there's times they're going to blow it. Like, uh, first and foremost, on on, on Saturday night, uh, you know, Max Domi tried to put Kerfoot to sleep with that right hook that he, he missed. So, and uh, he didn't get a call for that. So uh, Lucky boy. Yeah, it, it'll balance itself out. Yeah. yeah, look, not a good call, but I don't look. I don't like the. I didn't like the uh, the comeback in that game. Like it was a bad call. I, the one thing I always, you know, I'll, I'll measure the Canadians is it's not even about the wins and losses. It's the the compete. Usually they bounce back from that, but. They didn't. I don't know if they were just uh, had enough for the officiating or just a bad night in, in general. But mm-hmm. yeah, tough night for the officials there. But again, they're going to get a call somewhere, uh, you know, between now and the end of the season. Certainly. And I got those stats from San Jose. It was 1999. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, Thanksgiving oh week. The last time that years. they won in overtime. The last yep. regulation win in San Jose was in 1997. Wow, that's crazy. And they've only ever won there four times. Well, oh wait, you you may be right. Can we please Looking figure at right out now. why? That'd be great. Um, like it, it, it's three hours. Why does it take that long to adjust to the time zone? When they come to Vancouver, they win all the time. Well, yeah, I don't get it. It's yeah. One has to wonder. Has the schedule always been bad? Is it in their heads? Because they've only been playing the Sharks since 1992, so. Right. Yeah, you got to figure the first couple of years that were bad. Oh yeah, it yeah. Wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't the Vegas success story from last year. Like the, 
uh, teams that were in the you know got introduced uh, in the in the early 90s it was, mm-hmm. uh, the San Jose's and the Floridas and all that they were bad they were bad for a good half decade it wasn't yeah, uh, yep. yes. to remove so yeah they had their way I guess early but the moment they started getting better I know just I, I, don't, I don't think you can explain it it's just some places you, you know can't imagine I think it's in their the, heads could be but it's yeah. it's several men have gone. Uh, yeah. San Jose wearing jerseys. <laughs> Some of them are, you know, better chance that, I don't know, they're out of hockey at this point. But, look, it, it, it's funny. It, it's uh, funny that they just can't win because, you know, L.A. had their cup runs and they were good, those teams. But I don't remember, you know, a stretch of 10 years or anything like that where they didn't go to uh, L.A. or win or Anaheim. And as uh, Veronica said, when they go to Vancouver, they, they, they play well and usually come out yeah. with a W. Man. I'm, I'm, it's because I'm there. I hear you. And, yeah, that is true. And yeah, and another thing, Veronica, that you say, hockey is, of course, a game of parody. But I'm looking at some of the stats for the past games against San Jose, and there was a stretch from 2013 to 2015, which included three games against San Jose, where the Habs didn't even score. Like, it just boggles my mind. Anyway, whatever. It's just... They... Enough about San Jose. Yeah, I don't care about the Sharks. They're a Western no. Conference team. We don't Sorry, even... yeah, Western Conference teams. we beat teams. a divisional team. Yeah, we did beat a divisional team this past Saturday. Hockey night in Canada. Bunch of mm-hmm. Mr. Mister Saturday nights were making themselves known. And wow, did the Habs come out on Saturday night. What a game. What a game. That, you see, that's like the Habs, the way they played against Toronto. That's a great matchup for them. I think anybody who wants to, you know, skate with the Habs, I, I think is, is going to find themselves in a hockey game. And I think the one that you go back to San Jose, the ability to skate a little bit and the ability to, to, to muck it out a little bit, I think those are the kind of teams that will give the Habs more fits uh, than the Habs and the Leafs and even the Habs in Tampa Bay, for that matter. I think if you want to skate with the Habs, I think – uh, they'll be more than happy to do that. It, it'll be interesting to see next week when they play the Bruins because the Bruins kind of fit a little Oof. bit of that. They can skate, and if they, they, you, you want to muck it up a little bit, uh, they will do that. But um, with the Leafs, it's just they can skate. And in, in, a, in a wide-open hockey game, the Canadians may, may not be blessed with the high-end talent that the, the Leafs have, but 1 through 12, they're forwards. Like, who's the worst skater on the Canadians? Maybe Nate Thompson, so you got to go down to your fourth-line center yep. before you can get a guy and he looks great this year mm-hmm. I don't yes. even think the skidding's been mm-hmm. two once so they match up well against the Leafs yeah 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 and further a thing that was uh that's been talked about a little bit is this uh sure it's a great matchup but there's also some sort of team uh mentality going on I want to bring the one situation that came up when when Petrie just flat out splattered Matthews when he was trying to get his own entry in, and nobody touched Petrie after the fact of it. He, no, he flattened some other fellow. It was Matthews. No, 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 no. No, this is Matthews. Was it It was another guy. No, it was like an Oshi, Ishi, Wiffy, some kind of name like that. What? He Petrie flattened this guy, yeah, and then then Matthews, Matthews skated by him, and Petrie was expecting a fight. I think, yeah, like he was. And then Matthews just kept Matthews skating. Just like, was like, okay, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's the way I remember it. Yeah, oh, and yeah. so well, this is Simon. You may or may not know, but <laughs> since the inception of this podcast, we yes. have been talking about how the Leafs don't like each other. They don't like each other. Yeah, well, they just don't. They just don't love each other. Uh, there could be. Look, they, they, they've got the. They're. I, I've never thought of it that way. Um, <laughs> I but, have often. Well, we <laughs> have <laughs> papers. <laughs> no, but it, it's something to be said there, right? Because it was a very unique locker room, right? It was um, Marner and Matthews. And yeah. Riley and Kapanen came over on a trade, but still he was a young player. Nazem Kadri was another guy that was drafted. And then you bring in a guy like Tavares and Marlowe. So mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, maybe something to be said about that. But the, you know, had the locker room going and trending in one direction. And then you bring in almost, I guess, you know, from a non-sporting term, maybe like a bunch of mercenaries 
and mm-hmm. it changes a little bit of the dynamic of that hockey club. Well, and then I was I, I was listening to your radio station today, TSN six ninety, where people were talking about. Um, I, I think it was on the morning show they, that they were talking about. Well, I mean, good clean hit by Petrie, and so you know this isn't the old days anymore where you're going to go out there and retaliate. But it's just like if Beth is on the ice. And I see somebody do that to her. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the rules or penalties or anything. I'm going to go over there and give whoever did that to her a piece of my mind, whether they were justified and it was a good, clean one, whatever. They're going to hear it from me at the very least. So the fact that absolutely none of this guy's teammates that even occurred to them, I don't think that they were following the rules. I think that they just don't like each other. They just don't care about each other. It was. I like. Hmm. I like the fact that Matthews didn't didn't fight because I. The one thing that I've. It's driven me crazy the last half decade, is guys having to fight because they hit somebody with a clean check. It's like okay, you've been playing hockey since you're five. You've been told this is how you hit. You know, shoulder, no head contact, and then all of a sudden you got to defend yourself. So I, I, I like the part that he didn't fight. But what you're right there, Veronica is. Payback doesn't have to happen there by no. him going after Peachy and dropping the gloves. Payback could happen, you know, ten minutes later when yeah. undersized Mete or Gallagher have the puck and somebody takes a, a run at them. I think because also to ask Matthews to do that—that's like asking, I don't know, that, that'd be asking like I don't know uh, Max Pacioretty to do that when he was at Canes. He's not doing it. It's it's not his thing. He's not going to drop his gloves because he might end up looking quite foolish. But somebody else could have done something several shifts after that. If anything, just go to Carey Price's blue ice, hang out, you know, cost him whatever, fall on him and do what you want. So I think there's something to be said there. I don't know immediately they had to do something, but there should have been somebody try to line up somebody at some point in the game, especially when the game got out of hand. For me, it's the instinct. If I see that happening to somebody that I care about and somebody that's on my team, I'm going over there immediately and at least warning that person that they don't get to do that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I totally and nobody that. did that. Yeah. Um, no, totally to me, is very revealing. Now, look, they're, they're, they're a team in... Uh, um, it's it's tough for them right now. I don't I don't think that you know you talk about them being as a team as a cohesive unit. Uh, maybe uh, there's something to be said there, but I also think that I think there's a disconnect between them and their coach. And not saying oh, that you can't yeah. figure it out, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm even... not saying that they won't make the playoffs or anything like that because I think they're littered with talent. But there there could be an element there that that's there's the disconnect there. I've even seen. Leafs fans saying that and it's Leafs fans who previously have been like no like Babcock deserves more time etc etc and then now they're like no we're done we need something needs to change maybe they're just a bunch of players who think that it's just going to come easily and they're coming up against other teams who actually care about each other and like each other and, and are mm-hmm. working towards something. Max Domi was on uh, uh, TSN 690 last week, and he was talking about he always brings something different to the conversation that people sort of, uh, I don't think that they consider it in the first place. But he what he talked about in prepping, he talked about off-ice relationships, and, you know, how they are with each other off the ice and all of that stuff matters in, in the team chemistry. And it's not just about, OK, we have a bunch of elite pe- uh, elite players and we're going to throw them all on the ice. And because we're all so special, it's just going to happen for us. Uh, and I think that that's the problem. That's the problem with Toronto. And we've talked about this on the podcast last year as mm-hmm, well when Ashley mm-hmm. was with us. And she said, like with um, Austin Matthews, when Tavares comes waltzing into town and, and Matthews is like, just, Hey, wait a second. I'm the King of Toronto. Who do you think you are? And that's why I thought it was very interesting. This whole, um, it, controversy, not controversy, but who or who, who will be, or who won't be the captain and all that stuff. I, I, there's a lot of fragility there for me. And yeah. I don't, I don't see them as a family. 
No, and I, I think it was a tough call for them uh, with the captaincy. But the, the, you brought it upon yourself, though. I would have yes. never given John Tavares the captain. And I think he's a much better captain than uh, Austin Matthews. I think Austin Matthews is a great player. But I just I, I just don't think certain guys are made uh, to be captains. Uh, I, I think Jeff Preachy's a great hockey player. I wouldn't put a C on his chest. I think Max Pacioretty was a very – I wouldn't put a C on his chest. But the thing with mm-hmm. Matthews – that's a first pick, first overall, signed to a long-term deal. A guy you drafted, uh, and then you bring in somebody else, and you and you put the C. I'm like, not that, like again, Tavares. I think is a great player. He could be a good captain, but how does that resonate? Like, if I just put myself in the equation, if I'm Austin Matthews and I'm walking around my probably absolutely wonderful condo in the mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. downtown Toronto area. <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm sure, like, uh, I'm sure within him and his inner circle, I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks not being, uh, not being the captain. Yes, exactly. Mm. And maybe he was expecting it. It is compelling. It is yeah, interesting. I think it's fascinating. I've been trying to find that clip where, I mean, and I know we were saying that, you know, Petrie had hit someone and Matthews didn't retaliate, but there is this one play where Petrie, like, just clean clocked Matthews and nobody like even like gave Petrie the time of day after the fact. When and was that? It was at the game on Saturday. Oh, I can't find I it. I'll, I'll find it. That. I'll have to share it on DMS or something. Cause I okay. saw that and I was thinking, Oh my God. Cause I don't even, and it was after the fact and I was having a good time and watching the game, which usually means I miss <laughs> details. <laughs> For one reason oh, or another. My favorite, my favorite part of that game. Yes. Was when Kulak just took back the momentum and skated around Nick, or what's his name? Muzzin, Jake Muzzin. Oh. Just grabbed the puck and went, I'm just going to go around and I hear, I'm just going to go right to the net and well, I'm just going to score. You're Armia. We, go. we got it back. Armia. Yes, Armia. Mm-hmm. Who did I say? Kulak. Oh. Yes. They're kind of similar looking to me. Sure. <laughs> really? But I meant I meant Armia for sure. <laughs> really? Okay. Kulak <laughs> wasn't even skating on Saturday. No, that was a uh, that was a very I I also enjoyed that as well, <laughs> and so did everyone else in the in the rink. No, that was a that was a very um, oh man, that was a bomb there because it was also the first time that we won against Toronto in regulation since two thousand seventeen. And I thought that was a good one. And as Veronica, as you said, it's now our three-game winning streak against the Leafs. Because man, we were right. walloping them for a good while there, like five was, years. Like, on the stretch, like wasn't it like ten or eleven or something. It was so some- yes, it was, yeah, it was a great stretch there. That uh... during the tail end of the fail Kessel years. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I would imagine the early Matthews years too, right? That yep, was, uh, yeah. one or two games. Yep, with Matthews yeah. it too. It took Babcock forever to win against the Habs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dave, the only thing I can find about Jeff P. Yeah, and I'm checking Austin Matthews is from October 5th. That's crazy. Playing. Yeah. That I got a uh, opening Saturday. I you were a few for... beers in. Well, <laughs> come on. Also. Come on. No, I was I was <laughs> pro- I was in here. Japan. Oh, <laughs> that's why. Oh, see there it is. No, it's right there. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, I'll figure this out it's a later. Jet lag. Yeah, I about Wait, oh no, that is a number. What number is Matthews? Thirty-four or ninety-four? Thirty-four. Okay, everyone's right and I'm wrong. My bad. He told you. <laughs> okay, so something really interesting about the game on Saturday was um in the third period. I don't know if this was a this was on purpose for deployment or a line got mixed up, but we saw the a pairing of Weber and Sherratt playing for a while, and then Petrie and Met. Mete. 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 Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that was on purpose or if a line got juggled at some point. Uh, I'm going to say a line got juggled because I, I don't think that they went back to that often. Um, and I haven't no, and they seen, weren't doing that I today haven't seen either. That at, yeah, I haven't seen that at practice uh, mm. either. Maybe I had something if, if there was a uh, maybe an extended penalty kill or an extended power play, and somebody got out there for a little bit too long. I, I like the Petrie and uh, Sherat. 
No, I like the feature and and, and Mete, um, but I, I don't think I don't want the I don't think Chirac can play top minutes uh, mm. 21, 22. Look, they still have to they have to you know going to play the uh, what do they need game? I, it's more than anything else. They just I think they need one more NHL good defenseman. Yeah. Let's pause here and take a moment to hear from another podcast in the Big Heads Media Network. I'm Dave Lewis, a massive Liverpool supporter. And I'm Eric Neal, Newcastle United, Toon Toon, Black and White Army. We're the hosts of Two Rash Challenges, a weekly podcast about the English Premier League, Champions League, MLS, the men's national team, and whatever else strikes our fancy in the world of football. Look for us on iTunes and Transistor and check us out on Twitter at Rash underscore podcast. Hey, it's the podcast nobody asked for. And we have one more ad courtesy of MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie.ag. Best part is, if you join right away, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code LATEFEES, that's L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S, LATEFEES, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Yeah, that seems to be the the driving thing right now. And even with the penalty kill... It seems like for whatever reason, man, it just it was it's like a seesaw, you know, power plays bad, penalty kills good, and now it's completely the opposite it seems because I think we've scored on the power play in every game of the season, but we get scored on every game because of, uh, because of the penalty kill it Not seems on like. Not on Saturday, though, but the Leafs don't like each other and they have no chemistry <laughs> We're so it makes trending sense. Trending in the in the right direction. Yes. So, who knows? Maybe they've been working on it. And things are getting better because I mean we have penalty killers too. Yes. One in particular. More than two. I think you got like six. The penalty kill to me is shot. Like last year's power play was bad, and I was like, okay, sure, it's bad. There's you know you don't have a, a natural goal scorer, or you're missing the, you know the the quarterback, and they gotta figure things out. I can almost I don't like it. I can I get it. But I, I have I, I'm absolutely blown away every time uh, they're on the on the PK or every when they give up a goal. I'm like the formula for great penalty killing. It's there. Elite goaltending check. Legitimate shutdown yeah. guy. Big presence. Weber check. Uh, any anybody else who plays next to him, whoever it may be, uh, is good. Uh, who, whoever it is, they're trying to be that other defenseman. And then you look up front: Armia, Lekin, and Byron. Mm-hmm. Domi, uh, you know, Thompson. Phil Deneau was like what six or seventh in Selkie Trophy voting last year. Like, oh yeah, oh like, yeah. You, like, you got like six guys that you can throw out there and feel quite comfortable about it. And I, I don't know, a, a bad break here or there or breakdown, but like that is one troubling and two just blown away uh, by their inability to kill penalties. Then yeah. there's just so many guys that are high hockey IQ, which means you know you're. Stick should be in the in the in the passing lane and and you know whatever mm-hmm. else you want to mm-hmm. come up with and it's just mind-boggling that they just can't convert on uh, on penalty kill yeah. and and you need Paul that Byron right because needs to get going too yes he does he'll it, it'll be tough for him though to get uh, to get minutes now and especially yeah. if, if you get a little bit of uh, comfort with Nick Suzuki on that fourth mm. line with Nate Thompson then at that point you're starting yeah. to run out of uh, Right out of bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was really good things that happened on Saturday, too. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Drouin. Oh, my Lord, that boy. was oh. amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Quebecois boy. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no, but it's good. It's it's good that throughout the whole start of the, the season, Drouin's been like a revelation. Yes. It's, been, it's incredible. And all he had to do was play a little defense. Now look what happened. It's good. Well, I, I think in, in the, the criticism that he took maybe um, in the preseason, I think, is good, too. 
I, I think at some point, you know, you're just going to be like, okay, I, I'm, this is not me anymore. I'm not going to be the butt end of jokes. I, you know, this team doesn't make the playoffs. They're not going to circle my name. So I think he yeah. got, you know, challenged, and I think that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay, mm-hmm. like, to get, you know, I think all of us, whether it be with whoever, uh, playing sport, life, you know, like, you know, taking a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, Yes. Tongue lashing or a little bit of critique, I think it helps him. And I think for him, probably it resonates more just being from here. So he's getting it in both languages and in and understanding it in both languages. So it's great to see because it's so, it could have been easily for him to just, to, you know what, go through the motions or almost tap out or something like that. But um, maybe the critique was good. Maybe a little bit of a wake up call. For me, though, Simon, I think that he was already dialed in. And he was just not getting hurt in the preseason. And that's, I, that's why I think he got a little bit annoyed because I think he was thinking, just wait till the games matter. Yeah. I'm ready. You know, yeah. because it was like a, 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 a switch, a, a flip. No, a switch was flipped. Yeah. And I think he already had it because we know, as we know, he was already working with Dominic Ducharme on his own accord over the summer. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I think also, uh, look, a little bit of leadership role, maybe. You, you never know, right? Maybe yeah. more, you know, he's, he's you know, a couple of years on the team now, and then you start bringing in new faces and you start bringing in other players, and actually whoever is going to tutor everybody or take everybody under their wing, right? So if he mm-hmm. takes a little bit of that role as well, I think I think it's good for him. Look, he's, there's, there's you know, 24, 25 guys on the roster, and they're not all going to be, you're not going to get a team full of Brendan Gallagher's. Nobody has no. that, you know? So uh, <laughs> maybe with Jonathan Joy, a little bit of his struggle is, I think, uh, uh, self-motivated. I think sometimes, you know, probably Claude Julien has got to, you know, bark in his direction or, or get him going. That's fine. But the uh, good thing is it worked. So whatever they did or whatever he did, uh, it's worked. And I liked what I want to this weekend – I think they should just keep going back to it and leaving it alone, and that's him playing with Domi. I just I don't see the oh, yes. you know, and because you got Cookie Yemi that's going to go through his struggles as a second year player, and you're going to struggle as a second year player if you're playing wing, you're playing on the second pairing, but when you're playing center, there's just so much for you to do, so much responsibility that you know if he doesn't play well and he's trying to and he drives possession, it affects I think Joanne. The fact that he doesn't. You can just play with Domi and he doesn't have to worry about that. I think it's so important. Yeah. Mm, that's a big thing. He was thing. having so much fun with Drouin, though. That kind of makes me, you know, like now he's, who? who is he? He's with um, Byron. Gets a little bit of Byron, a little bit of Lekanen. Yeah. Yeah, Byron and Lekanen, that's right. Yeah, with Kotka mm. and Yemi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see how it all I'm works I'm not worried out. about Kotka and Yemi yeah. at all. 19, and like you mm-hmm. said, second-year yeah. hockey player. He'll... Yeah. He'll grow into it. And that's the whole thing, too. Between uh, Kotka Niemi and uh, Suzuki, man, the the skating is so interesting to watch with those guys. Because <laughs> yes. Kotka Niemi, the poor kid's still growing into his body. He looks like Gumby out there, like I said, like last <laughs> week. And Suzuki was blowing a tire like every <laughs> two minutes, it seemed <laughs> like. Um, but, I mean, of course, he still manages a goal. But, I mean, yeah, no, it's... They're playing the men's league, and they're really, yeah. you know, they're growing into it, and they'll they they can't get any anything else but better. You know, they have the talent, the skill set, the foundation, the drive too. Kalkanami with his father and Suzuki, just you know, he has a lot of pedigree to to grow into and uh, build upon. Yeah, and they're both very intelligent players because mm-hmm. like I, I, I was seeing a lot of on um, social media on the weekend or on that Saturday game where people are like sort of quick to sort of hand ring about Kotkaniemi and watching him play but I, I just feel the opposite uh, every time I see him get the puck I'm always so curious what he's going to do because he's such a smart player and what he what he at least is going to attempt to do and I don't I don't see him out there with a lack of confidence but I do think that he should if I were the coach I would give him a shift or two with Hmm. sort of more skilled players because we've seen what he can do when he's on the ice with Drouin for example 
you know, get give him a couple of sort of confidence boosters and getting on there and just having fun playing. But um, ultimately, I'm not worried about the player at all because he's so sort of um, mentally mature and uh, intelligent. He's got a really high hockey IQ. Yeah, so I I think uh, yeah, I, I think that's well said. I, I just he's gonna play, uh, and look the good thing with with having Lekin in, it's it's good to have him next to Kokinemi because. Uh, it'll be a little easier probably in their end of the rink uh, with having Lekin in there. Julian yes. might get lost a little bit. You know, he's not uh, a, a guy that's, you know, is going to be a shutdown Physical. wing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just, But you said it before, like, you got to get a little something out of Paul Byron. And once you get a little something out of Paul Byron, you're probably going to help, you know, Kokinemi's confidence as well. Mm-hmm. Sweet baby eagle. Sweet baby yeah. eagle. <laughs> so let me see here. So, Simon, we've had you on for yeah. at least a half hour now. Um, I don't want to keep you all night. I know you have better things to do. I have a question. Uh-oh. If he has time. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, oh. Sorry, my earphones ran away. Um, <laughs> I was reading about No Juleson. Um, Ooh, today that's a good one. and who has played two games with the rocket um, since his return from being injured um, and I saw I think this w- was an article written by Stu is it Cowan I'm yeah. saying that right um, mm-hmm. and he was sick I'm pretty sure it was him he was suggesting that um, Juleson becoming healthy threatens um, Kale Flurry's spot <sighs> Um, on the Habs roster. And I was wondering what you thought about that. I'd have to agree, right? I I, I don't, you know, Weber and Petrie uh, aren't going anywhere. So, yeah, I, I think, but I think it's good because I, I think there is, Kel Fleury hasn't done enough in his career, and neither has Noah Juleson to, to feel comfortable. Uh, I think mm-hmm, some yeah. uh, in-house uh competition i think it's necessary I, I think the last thing you would want is you know your young defenseman to just know that oh i'm pulling up to the rink i'm gonna get to the locker room and my name will be part of the starting six defenseman i think so look the i, I think it's going to be healthy and i i think noah Juleson i think has a little bit more uh, I, I i think he's got a more upside uh than flurry mm-hmm. i don't think it's anything that's gonna you know, you're gonna start a podcast, or any, or any one of the shows is gonna, <laughs> on, on the morning show is gonna lead with what kind of a game Noah Juleson has, and that's fine. But you, you know, you want that blue line to be better. You want a little bit more stability, and I think he, I think he'll be able to, yeah, to bring that. You know, I, I'd like to see one day and just to work their way up the lineup is like a Mete and a, and and a Juleson together as your bottom pairing, maybe. You know, that's a pairing you can have for a decade. You know, yeah, so. and I mean, I really, I, I enjoy watching Joelson um, a lot, and I mean, he made, not, he made Carl Alsner look great. When he did, that was the best we've seen together. Uh, Alsner play, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see Joelson back in the Habs lineup. Um, he hasn't. I mean, it's. I feel like it's still going to be a little bit before that happens. He's um, only played two games, like I said, with the Rocket, and isn't um, yeah. he? He hasn't scored any points yet, and his plus-minus is neutral still. Um, but I'm interested to see what happens when he is moved up. Yeah, yep. and I don't think you'll – don't expect him to put up anything uh, points-wise. That's not his game. But look, here's a guy that maybe helps your uh, uh, your, your penalty kill. Big mm-hmm. body, long stick, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, maybe that, that's that, that's good for him. Uh, if, if you're Noah Juleson and you're watching that – uh, penalty kill suffer. You're thinking, okay, if I can get into the lineup and maybe get a shift out there, maybe I can do something. And uh, that's right now. I think that it'd be desperate for anybody who can excel on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's going to get congested good. though. If when Noel Juleson's ready to go, then at some point uh, there's going to be a decision to be made. Right, Kulak and Riley and all these guys. That's that's a lot of NHLers, and I don't know how. I don't know enough about their contracts right now and not in front of me to whether or not they have to clear waivers and all that mm-hmm. if they have to go to Laval, but then the bodies start to start to add up. Yes. 
and basically we're looking at a trade, which is gets me very excited. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm just a sucker, sucker which, for a good trade. Which is um something to really consider too, because even further into the future, down the pipeline, we have uh, this kid across the seas named um, Romanov, Romanov, Alexander, mm -hmm. the Czar, who's uh, tearing up in the KHL in his own way. Um, there was something I was reading on, of course, social media. And I'm going to tear it from this unnamed person who I can't think of at the moment. That They were wondering about whether or not it'd be smart for Bergevin to bring in a veteran Russian player uh, through some sort of a, uh, acquisition, get him acclimated to the hab so that when Romanov comes by, he has somebody to be familiar with, especially in language-wise. Mm. And I was figuring... That ain't a bad idea. So when is Evgeny Malkin going to be a hab? That'd be great. Uh, wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, I know. But, I just, uh, I hope yeah. a lot. He's too moody. I know. Isn't he injured right now? I know. I, he started skating. I, actually, I don't know why I know this, but I think I saw it earlier today that he started skating with uh, uh, the rest of the uh, Penguins uh, today. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, he is pursuing um, U.S. citizenship. Yeah, there's a story that came out oh, that interesting. he came up in some type of uh, came up in some type of documents as an American businessman. So they're like, did he get his citizenship yet? Is he yeah. trying to get his oh. citizenship? Yet? Yeah. Well, because like they're, apparently he has a role in a cryptocurrency company. Something oh, like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We don't need him on the Habs. <laughs> and also, Sidney Crosby, they're never going to separate them. No. no. Sidney Crosby won't let that happen. No, no, he won't let that happen. Oh, well, we might as well take them both then. I'm yeah. Good. Well, Sidney, want, he grew up a Habs fan, right? I so. know. Again, I hope a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and also, when we were talking about Noah Juleson and, and shutting down and all that stuff, you know, we don't exactly met. Sorry, Mete and Weber and Gallagher, Dano and Tatar held the Austin Matthews line to zero. That no, is... Austin Matthews did get an assist, I think, on Saturday, but it was fluky. He didn't deserve it. Yeah, was they that, were great. Was that on yeah, the Muzzin Yeah, they were great. Goal? Yes. I recall, too, because I was, I was chirping something about Jake Muzzin you know, because I do that at games. And, um, <laughs> and of course, like a few seconds later, he scored. And I was like, man. It's your fault. It is my fault. But, I mean, come on. Imagine thinking you're a Jake Muzzin away from the cup. It's one of my favorite chirps. I'm sorry I had to use it. <laughs> well, he has cups, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but. I think he's got two of them. Doesn't yeah. mean. Uh, maybe two. I'm not, I'm not sure he's got two. I, was he there for the first one? Nothing yeah. against Jake Muzzin. I'm just saying. He seems fine. <laughs> He's one man. I saw yeah. someone tweet today about how like bringing in cup veterans is an idea, but a lot of times it's ones who had cups anywhere up to and up to five years ago, and the game has changed since then. Hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't always. I don't make think this, this team doesn't need anybody. I don't think this this team doesn't need uh, direction. No. It doesn't. No. I I think. Look, I I don't. I'm not there on a on a daily basis. I'm actually never there. <laughs> the last time I I went to the uh, locker room was the first time PK came back with the Predators, and uh, oh, I, of my, I oh, specifically wow. asked. I wasn't even working. I just I took my press pass to go. I don't go very often. Uh, I just wanted to go. Can there I borrow I, it when I'm there um, in February? <laughs> It has my ugly mug on it, though. Right? Oh. Okay, so I like, oh. I like we could doctor it, maybe put something on it. Into a <laughs> just put, like, a sticker, just brown hair on it. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. But, Sorry. Uh, this group, uh, just from what I know from uh, our guys that go there, and it's not about it's not gossip or anything like that. We're, we're, we're not privy to that. No. But you can tell when a group. They're fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're as tight as yes. a group. Uh and, you know, Bergman has had good moves. He's had bad moves. But the one thing that he's excelled at is he's, you know, he wants culture. His, yeah, he wants culture. And look, he, you know, I, I knocked Drew uh, in for maybe not being uh, the most self-motivated guy. You got to pep him up a little bit. You're right. But I think yeah. for the rest of the team, like, you know, the, the guys that he brought in, the Byrons, the Domies, the Thompsons, 
uh, and these guys and on and on. And Philip Dano, it's like, no, they're, this team doesn't need a Joe Thornton to when they get Mm-mm. to the playoffs to keep him on the straight and narrow. It's a very focused group uh, and uh, all business, all business. Excellent. All business. Shea Weber's room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Shea Weber's yeah. workshop. Come mm-hmm. on, kids. <laughs> Let's build a team. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Dad. Yeah. Nate Thompson <laughs> hammering away at the fence. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So awesome. awesome. Well, cool. Do we have anything else for uh, Salicus? Did I say that right? Free coffee. Yeah, that was good again. That was very good. Yeah. 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 Thank God. <laughs> Not thank God. So, do we have anything else? I'll ask you guys. You think that the, uh, I'm? I I think there's there's a. I feel like there's a. And again, speaking to absolutely nobody, uh, I, I think there's a move coming. I think there's a Ooh. there's a trade to be made. Because hmm. there's too much promise. Like, too you've much... got to give these guys something. We're talking about I feel like... like it won't be until after Christmas. Mm. You don't think it'll be after Christmas? Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. I wonder. I then. Think People. That... I think it I might think be sooner. I think he likes I think he like. I don't think he wants to see. Uh, he... I... This is just me being a fan uh, and envisioning myself as a general manager. I just I don't think he <laughs> can live with himself if he was to if he was to fall one or two or three or four points uh, short. Like, as a general manager, if you, if you felt like 15 point, uh, point, you'd be like, oh, shit, I just sucked. I was bad at my job this year. And, and mm. But just like, you know, like missing the playoffs when you know you're done in January is a lot easier than, you know, you're battling into the, you know, game 78, 79. So, I don't know. I just feel, I just wonder if you guys get that feeling. Mm. Some type I of- feel like putting myself in his shoes as well there's something really special with this group and what's happening here and the these guys need to be in the playoffs i feel like they deserve it <laughs> and they would i think that they would be special uh, at, at the very least compelling so um as the general manager and with the cap space that he's got i can't see how he wouldn't at least try but he's not uh, as we know, he holds out and waits for the trade that he wants. So I, I'd be shocked if he hadn't identified something already. I know that there's always talk about the, the teams who are calling him and calling on certain players and everything else. But um, I would be shocked if he didn't have his eye on something and just course, trying to find a way. I, I'm also going from this summer. Right, he knows yes. that he yeah. wanted he wanted Jay Gardner. You don't want Jay Gardner because you think your blue line is stellar. You want Jay Gardner because you want to add a piece to what you, you think need. is a good blue line. And you don't sign, uh, you know, Sebastian Aho to. You don't ask him to sign an offer sheet unless you think you're not good enough down the middle. And yeah. So if you, you make those two moves. You're in on two players, and you don't get either of those players. I think it's it's to be said that you, you think your team could be tweaked just uh, just a little bit. Yep. I really wonder now, Simon, because you know what the league is flush with at the moment? It's teams that are riding uh, the long-term injured reserve list and they're cap crunched. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking in particular at the Toronto Maple Leafs, Boston mm-hmm. Bruins, Edmonton Oilers, Detroit Red Wings. I mean, in varying degrees with the uh, LTR stuff. But um, like, for instance, name out of the hat, Danny DeKaiser, for instance. No, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how that would work out, but that's just something. That's a name out there that, you know, he's a left-handed defenseman. Probably more of a Sherratt type of guy, but even so, makes you wonder. More... I think there's, you look around, I, I think that there's, um, y- you talk about that cap crunch, because I'm not scared, I don't think I'm back on the air until the end of uh, uh, mid-November. I just got a couple of dates there for the for the morning show, so I don't get to, to yap about it on the air, but um, I think that you look at the lineup and that I think there's players that are going to be available. And the thing about the cap crunch that I'm concerned about, and I like to look a little bit down the road here, Habs are in a great situation yes. when it comes to their cabs, but it's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Max Domi is, is looking at a $3.5 yeah. million dollar increase. Yoel Armia, if he goes on this tear, I believe his contract is up. Uh, I know that Mete's not a substantial increase with Mete, yeah, but nonetheless, 
Yeah, and then you got uh, I think Tatar who's playing his last year of his contract. So, and then you got Gallagher the year after. But again, so you, you got to start. I'm not saying to go all in and start trading uh, first round picks and stuff like that. But the luxury of the non cap issues has about I think yeah. a less than a year to go because mm-hmm. Domi's going to want his money, and then Mete is going to get an increase. Then our just I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm just here staring at the uh, at a television that's off. Uh, so I did our Armia and Tatar maybe up for contracts as well, and then Gallagher the year after. So I, that's why I think that he's not definitely all in. I don't think he. I'm pretty certain he doesn't think his team is the best team in the league, but I think he believes that his team slightly tweaked, like a Gardner. Aho would have been yeah. a lot bigger splash. I think he's got it. I think he has a team that thinks once they get in and you get the goalie to. Maybe, you know, stand on his head and there's nothing wrong with that. I think he's got a team that can win a round or two. I like Brodeen in in Minnesota. I just mm-hmm. don't uh, – I know what they're going to ask for, so the price will be steep. They're going to ask for uh, uh, Minnesota native Ryan Paling. I'm quite certain that's what they're going to ask. Yeah. If, I, if, if I'm in Minnesota and you will come for my, you know, left-handed uh, defenseman yeah. and I look at your lineup, I'll take the uh, guy on his entry-level contract who happens to be from Minnesota. I'd like to see Brodeen. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to see at the expense of, of a guy like Ryan Perling, but as a maybe a draft pick or another prospect or something like that, I think that would be, um, I think that'd be a nice acquisition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Food for That's thought. That's not bad. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You need trades. Need <laughs> trades, and you know, yeah, with Bergevin, you never know either. No. No. <laughs> no it's gonna be there. like a, one of those one a.m. things again. Yeah. As long as he does it when I'm on, so I have something yeah. to talk about. <laughs> oh, I remember when you were on when we got Jonathan Drouin. Yes. That was like awesome. 3.15. Yeah, 3.15. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, I, I remember we had the, whole at the show. time, we had the premiere of Quebec, <laughs> Philip Couillard, on at 4.05, and Rod Francis called the premiere <laughs> of the province and told him, I have just got Jonathan Drouin. We're going to have to bump you. And the man really said, I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite, uh, maybe one of my favorites, if not my favorite story ever. Like, That's incredible. Yeah. Sorry, bro. We, 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 we got to get, we got to get Craig Button on. So, yeah. It was good. Doing the people's work. That's okay. Good time. Yes. For sure. So, yeah. Well, Simon, thank you so yes. much for everything tonight. Um, we have to let you go because we're actually running out of time. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Always a blast. <laughs> <laughs> you were on for the whole show. That's it. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's all it. Right. And that's our first it. recurring guest. Yes. Oh, this is big. Yeah, this yeah, is big. You did it. Get a t-shirt? Maybe get a t-shirt or something? I don't know. When we get those merch. When, when you get when the t-shirt printed, you uh, let yeah. me know. Uh, a yes. pronunciation yes. of Silicus brought to you by the Happy Hour. Yeah. There it is. That's right. <laughs> well done. Well done. Now you could just, yeah, tell my coworkers that'd be really nice of you. Uh, when I see them, when I see them, we'll figure that <laughs> you, out. They'll each get one. Nice. All of the people you work with will each get one. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Thank Thanks, you very much. Thank you. Have a good night. And take I will care. take care of this. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. That was great. That was great. Okay. He's so, yeah. And now we have, yes. we do have five minutes left. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was funny. You know what's really bad? So I think we should actually talk about this. So uh, uh, aside from hockey stuff, Big Heads... Our media group that we're a part of um, is going to have us start doing ads. So depending on how I edit this tonight, you may or may not have heard an ad beforehand talking about, oh, I don't even have the email in front of me, which is really funny. I'm about to, though. Let me grab it. I'm about to, though. Yeah, I got it now. So a real quick ad. Uh, it deals something. Oh, my bookie is the premier place to bet. Uh, to bet on all your favorite pro and college hockey action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So, if you're gonna bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the bet with the best at my bookie. 
And you can use a promo code. We got one of those. It's in another email. Promo code right. late oh. fees. One word. Late fees <laughs> promo code. And that's at my bookie. Um Yeah, just search my bookie and you'll figure it out on Google. <laughs> Can I just say that that sounds like an um Audrey Hepburn movie? My bookie? My bookie. <laughs> yes. Does it? Really? I don't know why, but I just feel like that would be a movie that she would star in. Hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany's, my bookie. Great follow-up. My bookie. Mm -hmm. Funny face. Yeah, and he's sort of rough around the edges, and she's all... Demure. And... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Audrey Hepburn's one of my favorite actresses, by the way. I love her she's so awesome. much. Oh, what a... What a mm. and she had a pet deer, too. No kidding. What? What a yeah. psychopath. What? No, I no think she, she was. She is an animal rescue. lover. Yes. I yes. A I know. I know. Rescue deer. Okay. You just gotta walk in the fucking woods in New York to find a rescue deer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, no. You'll probably find. Uh, you'll probably hear a better version of that ad earlier <laughs> in the uh, in the episode. So um, we'll figure that out. I'll I'll try to slide it in. I didn't expect uh, Simon to be on for so long. He's great. I figured... He uh, likes hanging out with us. Yeah, we like hanging out with Simon. So much uh, very grateful to Simon for spending time with us and giving us all his good insight. And boy, yeah. howdy, what a weekend in Montreal. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and I'm so excited because this week I get to watch both... Oh, all three games, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday in nice. their entirety. That's amazing. And it's my time zone. And I'm going to be at the Golden Knights game. In Vegas. In Vegas, Halloween evening. Oh, Dude. God. When when do you leave? I leave uh, <laughs> Wednesday evening. Um. Do you, In case you guys care about drama... Um, Max yeah. Pacioretty is one goal away from scoring 500 goals, and his Ooh. very next game is against okay, the Habs oh, on shit. Thursday. I'm <laughs> sure the Habs play back think. to back. David! Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how much I care about Max Pacioretty. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, he won't score. He didn't score in November. Last yeah, year. Yeah, he won't. No, he won't score. Yeah. He can score in the following game. Now, of yes. course, it's a back-to-back. -back. Coyotes the night before, then the Golden Knights. So we'll have to see how the Habs can do with that. Granted, thankfully, uh, uh, wherever the fuck the Coyotes play, Glensdale is. Uh, Glendale. Is not all Glendale. that. Is not all that far from Vegas. It's about four-hour drive, so like an hour flight. And then it's, of course, Vegas and the hangover there. Oh, I wonder who they're going to start. Ooh. Will Price or Kincaid get the Golden Knights? I imagine it'd be Price. Mm, I imagine so. Yeah. Interesting. I think last time we were in Vegas, uh, it was Miami. Mm. You no? Know? Yeah, and he got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Kincaid is... He, he, He's, I like Kincaid. Three goals in the first period uh, against Niemi, and then I Shit. recall that uh, Nikita Sherback scored a goal in that game. A great goal, too, by the by. On a breakaway, deked out Flurry, and now he's on waivers in the KHL. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Waivers? Waivers. KHL waivers. waivers. The other one who's on waivers? Uh,. Nikita, you will never know. Uh, somebody else is on waivers? Nikita Sherbat. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, I thought you said... Oh, no, 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 no. Niemi's still playing, but he's not doing that good either, so... Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I completely out of it. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I get confused, too. <laughs> yes, you do. So, yeah, I'll be at Salagus. the Golden Knights game... And then I'll be at mm -hmm. the Kings game the following month. And then I'll probably be at the Devils game on the, the 16th. Devils. <laughs> I might go to the Capitals game in D.C. Wow. Maybe. Good for you. Yeah. You know what? what? Beth and I are going to be at the game in Vancouver, Vancouver. in December. Vancouver. Get it. That's right. 
get it. That's awesome. I think I'm taking the next day off. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Do it. Deserve yes. it. Do it. Let's see. What date's that it. on? I hope they don't fly out that night. What date is that? December. The 17th. Yes. 17th? Oh. Yep. That sucks. We're going to be down in the lower bowl in the corner where the Habs uh, shoot twice. Good. Perfect. So we're going to watch all the goals. And that's where all the Habs fans uh, try to sit. Perfect. Awesome. Yep. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. Well, awesome. Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening in. I guess, uh, yeah, I don't think we have anything else to mention, do we? Um. Fuck the Leafs. No. <laughs> Fuck the Leafs. Yeah. Fuck the Leafs. That's I, all I had to say. Did you see? Oh, my God. What, what, what happened? That shot, that long shot all the way down the Leafs' head. That ended in Austin Matthews' face on Saturday night. Wait, what? Oh, the, the, the bench. The camera. Yes, the bench. It was it was beautiful. Mm. Like all of the long faces. Mm. Like William Nylander, whose mm. helmet can't even sit on his head because his hair is so tall. Mm. <laughs> and then Austin Matthews with the mustache. Oh, God. What a... They were so sad. Oh, so disgusting. It was so uh, wonderful. Oh, freaking Matthew's mustache makes me think of, like, really bad tequila. I'm just like, ugh. Really bad what? Tequila. Ooh, yeah. Like, as soon as I see that mustache, I smell feet. I'm like, ugh, awful. <laughs> Why does he have that? Because he's a it's almost like a, fucking he's doing that as a joke. Well, look at his life. Okay, that's it. Go, Abs, go. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.